Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 33 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the opportunity to read your word. May you speak to us today, Father. Open our hearts to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we start Mark 5 with Jesus meeting a man who was living among the tombs. We have read about him before, but today I want to point out the Amplified Bible's verse 5 because it goes into detail about what happens when one is possessed by an evil spirit, or in this case, evil spirits. Verse 5 says, night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always shrieking and screaming and beating and bruising and cutting himself with stones. This man was in constant agony and an outcast among the people. When Jesus cast out the many demons, he became docile and in his right mind. Now there were many demons because Jesus sent them into 2,000 hogs. These hogs rushed headlong down a steep hill and drowned in the sea. It is interesting to me that the man hadn't taken his own life being under such demonic attack. Yet when sent into hogs, that's exactly what happened. The people who watched this atrocity begged Jesus to leave. Why? I'm sure they were terrified. This would have been a very tragic incident. God's power unleashed many demons and sometimes God's power can be overwhelming. Some say they were afraid for their livelihood. If Jesus did any more miracles, would they have a livelihood left? Well, Jesus moved on and a crowd gathered around him as usual. We read about Jairus, whose daughter was very sick and on the edge of death. Then we read about the woman with the blood flow. Her condition was desperate, but so was Jairus's. Can you imagine being detained when your child is lying ill to the point of death? I'm sure this man was desperate too, and it took every bit of patience for him to wait until Jesus was ready. Jesus did meet everyone's desperate need that day, including the man in the tombs. And here is where we see he recognized that healing power went out of him with the woman, the woman with the blood flow. So we must know that he must have been tired after all the healing he had done, yet he continued to heal and move to others who needed him. God shows his love and faithfulness through his son, Jesus, here. We see two important references to belief and faith. First, Jesus tells the woman with the blood flow that her faith had made her well. Then he tells Jairus to not listen to the people who told him his daughter had died, but simply believe. Believe in him. Belief and faith are powerful. The woman was healed and the daughter was brought back to life. What can we believe for today? Let's see what Paul is writing about in Romans chapter 5. Well, as God sends the same message in many different ways, Paul is talking about faith, how faith justifies us in God's eyes, faith in his son, and that he died for us. One of the benefits of Jesus' sacrifice is peace. Before his death, there wasn't peace between us and God. It was more like we were enemies. But through Jesus' death, we now have peace with Almighty God and his son. Jesus' death is pure grace. Paul tells us to rejoice in our ability to now have hope. 
He also tells us to rejoice in suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, character, and the hope of eternity in heaven. This is the kind of hope that never disappoints. Paul also points out we have no ability to help ourselves, so God sent his son to help us instead. I used to wonder why Jesus had to die. I knew he did die, but, but wondered why. Why did he have to? This chapter sums it up several different ways. Verse 19 says, For just as by one man's disobedience, failing to hear, heedlessness and carelessness, the many were constituted sinners. So by one man's obedience, the many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought into right standing with him. All this, meaning that sin happened by the hand of one man, Adam, but what was reversed and we are made righteous by one man, Jesus. Let us be joyful today that we are made right in God's sight and are no longer enemies of his, but loved by him. Chapter 15 in Exodus starts out in jubilation. They all sang to the Lord, recognizing that God was their strength. Their song exalts God. Sometimes I need to be reminded of verse 3, which says, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. He is not just a man of war, but he is the winner of all wars. When we wonder how this or that bad circumstance will be handled, we need to look no further than the Lord. You can read all the wonderful things the Israelites celebrated about God in the first part of this chapter. An interesting account is mentioned of a woman named Miriam, the sister of Aaron and a prophetess. She took what we would call a tambourine and led the other women out dancing and singing to the Lord. Even the women celebrated magnificently. Of course, not all jubilation lasts. Moses led the people out into the wilderness, a three-day journey into the wilderness. The Amplified Bible tells us this is 33 miles into the wilderness. Unfortunately, there was no water. When they did find some water, it was undrinkable. With a simple piece of wood, the water became drinkable. God showed his power and his faithfulness once again as he saved them from sure death by dehydration. His request to his people is found in verse 26 saying, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do what is right in his sight and will listen to and obey his commandments and keep all his statues, I will put none of the diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now, the Israelites had just seen all the diseases and rottenness God had done to the Egyptians. They knew what was meant here more than we do because they experienced it. God asked them to be diligent in listening and obeying him. I know I cannot do this of my own ability, so I often pray for God to help me hear his gentle whispers and for him to help me be obedient to him. We can ask for help from our God who hears us. Chapter 16 finds the Israelites hungry and complaining once again. The Lord hears their complaints and provided them with quail one evening and manna for 40 years. God's provision for us today can be explained in God's provision for the Israelites so long ago. He provided for them daily. They weren't to take more than they would need for the day. When they did, it spoiled. There have been many times in my life, or sometimes in my life, when finances were extremely tight, but God provided what we needed for every day. Usually not more, but never less. 
It took years for us to figure this out, but one day we did. And then we were able to live day by day in faith, knowing the Lord would provide. It was a time of testing and building faith for us as it was for the Israelites thousands of years ago. We grumbled in fear, just like the Israelites did for quite a while. But eventually we found our way to knowing God was a God who provided. It's easy to look at the Israelites' plight and judge them harshly, but we don't know how we would have acted had we been them. We can see their mistakes, but it is difficult to see our own. If everyone but Moses and Aaron acted wrongly, we can be pretty sure we would have as well. May God forgive us for our modern day grumbling, complaining, and trying to take care of ourselves in ways that are grossly above what we actually need. Later in the Old Testament, we find this is an abomination to the Lord. Psalm 33 is about the same in context as our last few Psalms, pointing out here how much David rejoices in the Lord, gives thanks, worships him with song and instruments, and talks about God's faithfulness. Never have I gone through the Bible before and seen so many references to God's faithfulness, and I've been through the Bible many times. I guess God's faithfulness is what I need to see this time around. Jesus says, seek and you shall find. Determine what it is that you are seeking from the Lord, and you will surely find it. Verse 5 is underlined in my Bible and says, He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of loving kindness of the Lord. The loving kindness of the Lord is all around us. We simply need to keep our eyes open to see it and experience it. The last five verses are profound, so please take your time in reading them. David writes that God is always watching over those who wait on him for deliverance. In verse 20, he writes, our inner selves wait earnestly for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. So many people are wandering around not knowing what they need to feel fulfilled. The answer is right here. Our spirit waits on God, and when we find him, we are fulfilled. Verse 22, the last verse says, let your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us in proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. So let us hope and wait big time, and we will see God's mercy and loving kindness. Let us pray. O Lord, you are magnificent, mighty, and wonderful. May you increase our belief in you and help us wait on you for all we need. Thank you for being faithful to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.